happy birthday, Mr. President. Today, Joe Biden is 80 years old, making him the oldest president in the history of the United States of America. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. I am Trish Regan. This is the Trish Regan Show. Portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. Find out how to get a gold-backed IRA or to buy actual gold itself by going to LegacyPMInvestments.com today. Again, that's LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right. So the president is now 80. This is kind of a big deal because, again, it's a first. It's a historic first. We have a very old president, but I think that's pretty evident to everyone. One of the questions now, however, becomes whether or not he's going to continue on, right? Because at some point you just say, I'm getting up there like Nancy Pelosi did, right? Well, you're getting up there, plus you're losing. And thus, you have to start to say, maybe it's time for a change. Maybe the Democrat Party needs to think about who else. Who else is out there? And I'm not talking Kamala Harris, because I don't think that she's winning material in any way, shape, or form. Uh, It would be great for the GOP, actually, if they were to run Kamala Harris. But right now, it's looking increasingly like Joe Biden wants to maybe do this again. At least that's the message that he has been conveying recently in the media. They say they're going to look at it more closely between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, you know, that's like right about now. But he would be 82, 82 when he's running next time around. And then he would be, well, let's see, do the math, 86 by the time he leaves office. Already, he has shown numerous signs of his age. I'm not an ageist, you know that, and I I do believe it's just a number. However, there are certain realities that you cannot ignore when you're 80 years old. We've seen him now show signs of slowing. And and, and if I'm not talking about mental, I mean, he, I I think in some way, shape or form, that's been obvious for a long time, (laughs) perhaps even as long as 40 years ago, because he just can't ever quite seem to say the right thing. I do believe he was speaking about visiting Colombia recently when he meant Cambodia. So that kind of stuff. But, you know, he's done that forever. Um, but nonetheless, there there are some issues. It, certainly physically, you've seen he has a much slower gait right now, a halting gait. And that's sort of in contrast to what we saw even as short as two years ago in 2020, remember, and he was jumping on onto the stage on election night. So that's a different sort of thing. His doctors have said, well, you know what? This is kind of just part of getting older. It hasn't affected his mental capability. I think the jury's still out, however, in terms of that. I, I, I maintain the guy's never been all that there, all that smart and all that much there. And he's always had certain challenges in terms of how he communicated. In fact, I think that's why the Democrats didn't run him initially. They chose to run Hillary Clinton instead of Joe Biden because they didn't think that he really had it all going on. I mean, it was different. I think by 2020, they wanted the least painful option. And thus, they were willing to take a guy who would sit in his basement for the entire campaign, provided that he wasn't as polarizing as well the opposition was from the GOP. And believe it or not, and perhaps this is a sad commentary on American voters and the lack of care that went into focusing on policy, the things that really matter, people said, okay, I'll go with the guy in the basement. And thus we have Joe Biden. But can the guy in the basement continue when you look at his schedule even and you compare and contrast to other presidents and it's just, it's not even near what other people were taking on. And I think you've got to say, can, can he step aside and create a path for someone else? And if he were to do so, what would that 
path look like for somebody else? And who, by the way, most importantly, would that other person be? Nancy Pelosi again making a decision at 82, finally, to clear the way. But what's left, right? I mean, you've got a party that in some ways has kind of eaten its young. And the young that have prevailed are not really any great shakes. And I'm looking at, I don't know, Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris, and, and there's not a lot of options. In other words, this is not a deep bench. They don't have others to go to. I, I look at the Republican field in contrast, and I think there's a ton of people out there. By the way, there's a ton of women. There's some really, really talented women in this space on the Republican side. You've got Ron DeSantis down in Florida who represents a much more youthful appeal than, say, a Joe Biden. You do, of course, have Donald Trump, and he is running again. He's told us he's running again. He's also been reinstated to Twitter again. So, hey, I mean, I guess if you get reinstated to Twitter, could you maybe be reinstated in the Oval Office at some point? We're going to talk about that a little bit on tomorrow's show because I don't think he's going to go back. Look, he's got his truth social thing going on, and I think that that is where his focus is at. But, you know, I, I am only pointing this out because if the Democrats, and I hope they don't pull it together because otherwise the uh, we are going to be looking at some policy choices that I think will be quite poor for the country. But if they did have anything going on, they'd be looking for the best and the brightest to be coming forward. And you would be sort of having Joe Biden set the stage to anoint his successor. But that successor can't be Kamala. And you see, they got themselves in a bind, a real bind, because if they don't give it to Kamala, well, think of how many angry people there will be. And people will say, oh, it's it's a race thing. It's a gender thing. It's a this thing. It's a that thing. If they don't give it to Pete Buttigieg, oh, it's a, it's a you know discrimination against gay thing. I mean, they get their hands full and they've got to make sure whoever the next person is, that person is not too polarizing. That person is likable. And most importantly, gosh, I mean, please, let's just start with competent. Can we get somebody that is competent? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, the president. It's the presidency. Look, we look to competent people to, you know, help us in our everyday lives, lawyers, accountants, which brings me to a quick word from another one of our wonderful sponsors, and that's Key City Capital, keycitycapital.com slash Trish. I encourage you to go there. If you're looking for someone to help you manage your affairs on the accounting side, I'll tell you, Charlie Dombeck, who has been on the program, he is dynamite. But the other really important thing that Key City Capital does is they provide access to what you might say are middle market private equity style investments for accredited investors. So these aren't sort of family offices for billionaires, but family offices for people who have been working to build their net worth and want an opportunity to invest in some alternative assets, alternative being not the kind of asset vehicles that you would get, say, with the, you know, stock exchange, the equity ticker. So there's a lot of other very, very exciting things out there, asset-backed lending, real estate, all of these things that I would encourage you to look at, and you can do so with Key City Capital, keycitycapital.com slash Trish. Go there today. Charlie, I think, is going to be on the show later this week, so look for that as well. But again, keycitycapital.com slash Trish. It matters, right, who you hire. So it matters who our president is. It really does. And we're setting the stage now for what could be a very interesting 2024. There is some talk of Hillary Clinton coming back. I don't see it happening. I can't imagine that would happen. But when you have this sort of power vacuum, as you do right now in the Democrat Party, you're going to see some interesting things. <clears throat> that's, that's saying it nicely, right? Interesting things. Hillary Clinton still, still has 
a, a lot of power and pulls a lot of weight, but she's not likable and therefore not electable. That's kind of what happened in 2016. In fact, there were a lot of people that went out to vote for Trump, but there were a lot of people that also went to vote against Hillary Clinton. That would be exactly the play if Kamala Harris runs. There will be so many people that will just go out to vote against Kamala Harris. So Biden may have to run, right? At all 82 years old, he's going to be celebrating 83, 84. I mean, what's he thinking? At some point, do the American people say enough? You know, I want to share with you a poll. This is an AP vote cast survey. Actually, it's not a poll. It's a survey of the electorate. And it came out just this month. And a full 58% of voters say that Joe Biden does not have the mental capacity to serve effectively as president. Again, I don't ever think he had the mental capacity to ever serve as president. I say that with a lot of conviction. And I would suggest, if you don't believe that, go back and look at his law school grades. And then the fact that he would try and spin it as though he was in the top, you know, part of his class. Give me a break. So he's never had the intellectual chops, the ability, I think, to really understand and process foreign policy, economic policy, the things that you need and would expect in a president. He's been political, of course, and he's survived because he's so darn damn political. But that doesn't mean he's actually qualified, really. And and on the speaking thing, forget it. But, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't great speakers. I would say George Bush was not necessarily a great speaker, um, but people loved him anyway. And he did, to his credit, have a, a firmer understanding of policy than I think Joe Biden could ever imagine having. Um, in fact, Joe Biden <laughs> might have as, as good a policy understanding as my dog Fluffy. Have you met Fluffy? If you have not met Fluffy, you got to stick around for tomorrow because I'm going to bring Fluffy back on the show. But Fluffy is one of my pride and joys in my life. I, I love dogs. I think everybody should have a dog. It's just one of those wonderful things. I, I never had one growing up, but I'm lucky enough to have one as an adult. And I thought it would be something that would be good for my family. And wow, was it ever. And it continues to be. It just, it's one of those things that just, you're like, this was a good decision because this dog is so wonderful and such a part of our lives and just gives back, gives back, gives back. So because of that, I want to make sure that my dog, Fluffy, is really healthy and that I'm giving back to him however I can by way of making sure that he has what he needs in terms of nutrients to have a long and healthy life. I care about him like I know you care about your dog. I care about all dogs. And you know who else cares about dogs? A friend of mine, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, who came out with a wonderful supplement that has all kinds of digestive enzymes, vitamins, and minerals, all the things that Fluffy and your dog may need. This is a supplement that goes along with Fluffy's food. And by the way, if you have a dog that doesn't like a lot of kinds of foods, and Fluffy can be, I full dis- he's like me. <laughs> he's like me. He's a picky eater. And uh, he, he didn't necessarily love his food. And then I added Dr. Black's supplement. And what do you know? He, he just gobbles it down. It makes me happy because I know he is getting all those nutrients, the omega oils, the probiotics, the minerals, the antioxidants that he needs. This is the food that comes alive, right, with this supplement. So often this Dog food is effectively this dead food that you get on the store shelves. Well, this is what brings it all to life. And so I encourage you to take a look at this supplement. Dr. Black is offering a very special deal right now for fans of this program. I'm going to include the link in the notes below, in the show notes, but I encourage you to go to Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, greens.com. Again, that's roughgreens.com because he has a special order for your first trial bag 
of Rough Greens. All you have to do is pay for shipping. I know your dog's going to love it. I know you're going to love it because your dog loves it. I know how much Fluffy loves it, so I encourage you to do that. And yes, sometimes I think Fluffy would make... I mean, look, you know, I'm teasing, of course, but the reality is I think we all deserve more. I think we have expectations, if you would, for our leaders, and we, we need to have those from our leaders, and we need to demand a certain level of competence from our leaders. And it's pretty frustrating, I think, when you see that the, the guy doesn't know the difference between Colombia and Cambodia. And I, I you know, yeah, I know. I, it's an easy slip up. And sometimes I say the market is up when I really mean down. I mean, those things can happen. It's just that they happen over and over and over and over again, like a lot. <laughs> and Yes, the cameras are always running, but not that much. I mean, it's not like the guy's out there doing press conference after press conference after press conference. In fact, his team shields him significantly from all of that. They've been shielding him all along. Again, he won 2020 by never going anywhere, never doing anything, and just hanging out in the basement and having a teleprompter when he did go on TV. It was kind of a slap in the face, I think, to those of us that care about the policies that are going to govern our country as we move forward. And so we're in a tough spot. There's a lot going on internationally and domestically. We are a mess when it comes to inflation. Our economy's a mess. And you have people that think, oh, the answer is just to give out $10,000, $20,000 checks to, to kids that took out loans to, to go get degrees in, in gender studies. I, I'm sorry, but it doesn't work that way. I have no problem. If you want to say, okay, we need more nurses, we need more doctors, we need more scientists, we need more engineers. Let's come up with a solution that enables us as a country to put forward these sorts of things that we need in our society. Well, then you know what? That's good, right? That's good. Then you can say, we're going to offer scholarships for these various programs. But in this case, it's like, it, it just it's just free money. It's just more free money. And it's just a way to buy votes. It's a, an attempt by Joe Biden to get young people interested in politics because, well, they're not. And I, I, I understand. I mean, I, I went to vote, of course, in the midterms the other day, and I was thinking to myself, you know what, this is hard. This is hard on somebody that has a family and that is working full time, and you have to find that moment before or after work when you can even get to the polls. It's not exactly easy. And so you can understand why younger people aren't out there maybe as actively, but They can be motivated for the right reasons. Just don't offer up stuff that, by the way, you can't even legally, if you had paid any attention in law school, even offer, right? I mean, (laughs) the courts have already said that he's trying to take it to the Supreme Court. Good luck with that one. We'll see. Anyway, wonderful to have you here. A quick reminder, do go to my website. We have a very special show coming up. I'm going to have a discussion, a live discussion with all of you and the CEO of Legacy Precious Metals, and you're going to be able to ask him and me any kind of question you want. It's all going to be just us, contained. It's free. But in order to get the invite to this special event, you need to be signed up for my newsletter. So that's all free too. Go to Trish Intel, T-R-I-S-H-I-N-T-E-L, and get the intel there on the website and make sure you sign up for the newsletter. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. Happy birthday, Joe.